Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So today I have a very beautiful friend. Her name is Amy Alizalde, and she came from the marketing world into entrepreneurship. And she has such a lovely story. She graduated from Cal State University at Long Beach and was in different positions in different companies, such as uh, Sinoran Candela. <laughs> I'm probably butchering the name. She was also a sales executive at Cintas and has held many roles. But she decided one year on or about 2016, and because she had such high demand from parents, she decided to open up a beautiful business. And so now she has a business that's called Lincoln Prints, and she's been printing T-shirts, caps, all kinds of uh, memorabilia, um, and she's here to tell us how she did it and how difficult it was and perhaps how easy it was. So... I just want to get right to it. So without further ado, this is my beautiful friend, Amy Elizalde. Welcome, 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 my friend. How Thank are you? you? For having- I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. I, I knew I needed to have you here. So Amy, <laughs> so, t- so t- you know, for those out there in the podcast world that don't know you, let's talk about your relationship here in Los Angeles. How are you from LA? Are you Latina? You know, all that stuff, because obviously it has I'm a direct impact. <laughs> She's all those things. So tell all us, things. where were you okay. born and, and how did this all happen? So born, I was born in Los Angeles, California, at the Kaiser, right on Sunset in Hollywood. So I'm a Hollywood girl, I guess. And then I moved around a little bit, ended up in Southgate. And that's where I mostly grew up, uh, was raised in Southgate. And that's how I met Carrie. My mom 
was a single mom by the time I was eight years old. And so, you know, I grew up with a single mom, Chadora, working hard. She was born actually in TJ and came here very young. So she was already used to the culture here. So she really helped me along. So, but I was the first to go to college. I went to Cal State Long Beach and I lived out there for a couple years when I went to school there. And now I'm up in Burbank, which is where my husband grew up. And I got into corporate sales. So I did corporate sales for a very long time. I worked for big companies like, I'm going to age myself, but I did. I worked in advertising for the Yellow Pages. So I sold Yellow Page advertising to every kind of business that could possibly want to advertise in the Yellow Pages. I did that for about eight years. Then I jumped over and I worked for Cintas. Well, I did a couple other things, but Cintas, which is a huge uniform company that uniforms from restaurants, towels, rags. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they do basically a lot in that industry, in every industry. So I did that for about four or five years. Then I went into the aesthetic world and I sold lasers to dermatologists, doctors, even plastic surgeons, anything from laser removal to, you know, veins and all that kind of aesthetic kind of stuff. And then that really became demanding. I have three boys. So they're right now they're 17, 15 and 12. So about five years ago, they were really at the age where I was on the go mom. On top of that, I was traveling a lot for business. I was all over the country all the time. And my husband works in the studio business. So he was always tied up in some kind of big award show or whatever he works on at at the time. So I kind of had to scale back my career for a second. I really wanted to give them some more time as they became older and started to have be in sports and involved. And so it just I dedicated myself. So I kind of scaled back my career at that time. And I was home for about maybe two years as a 100% just mom role. Then I got bored because that's not me. I think a lot of career women actually can identify with that because, you know, you're so involved in that energy, high five, like, you know, you're just going all over the world, as you were mentioning earlier in your in the corporate field. And then to not do that anymore is kind of like, okay, well, this is different. <laughs> yes. Not that it's any less or more. It's just different. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. It was a struggle. It was a as much as I love being at home and cooking and cleaning and decorating and taking my kids ever super involved in in their football program and in school and volunteer. I mean, I went all in, right? And I really enjoyed it. And I wanted to do that. You know, you always have the mom guilt when you're working. So it was my time to kind of do that. And then slowly out of nowhere, I always had that gut feeling that I wanted to, I knew sales was my calling one way or another, but I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so one thing led to another our vendor for our spirit wear kind of dropped the ball and I knew I had a, my brother had a heat press, things like that happened. And then before I knew it, I started kind of taking on some stuff and I bought a machine and I bought another one and then it just naturally evolved. Wait. Okay. So let's backtrack a little bit because this is the part where I'm like, what? You don't just like 
go start making <laughs> I mean, right. even the corporate was my lifelong dream to make t-shirts. No, but like, like how did that even that idea, like I'll do it myself. I know that there was that opportunity where they failed you. This company failed in, in uh, bringing you the, the stuff that you needed. Right. Mm-hmm. So you then just said, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, how does that thought process work? So it started with a couple of jerseys on one of our boys teams, the numbers started to come off and I knew we needed a heat press or like some kind of heat element to get it back on. And I remembered that my brother years ago had a business, a small business when he was young and I knew he had a heat press. I said, Hey brother, do you, I just reached out. He's like, would you still have your heat press? I really need it. And he's like, Oh yeah, please come take it. It's in my freaking garage. Come, please come grab it. I said, okay, perfect. Picked it up. And then one thing led to another from the heat press. I started buying vinyl. Then I bought a vinyl cutter because you can't. And then before I knew it, I was designing fun stuff just for us. And then for my team. And then my husband was like, you know, I've I've been wanting. I have been trying all kinds of stuff when it came to entrepreneurship. But I was thinking small, like knitting and decorations and wreaths. I had my hand in everything. I, I can't even tell you. I had an Etsy store just full of random stuff that I was making. Because I, I do have that creative bone. So I love creating stuff. But I couldn't find that one thing that really could be like in demand was I was going to be able to build off of. And so when that fell on my lap, it kind of just all came together. And it was easy. I took over, unfortunately, to take over our garage. It's a big two-car <laughs> garage. So we built out some shelves. I bought some machinery and we did, we bought all the stuff we needed. And I have a girl that works for me. I have an office in the back. I have a did, then I bought a digital printer and I have with all my, you know, what I didn't know is being a mom and being so involved in the sports and the PTA, and I was networking the whole time I was networking. I was building a client base. Mm. So I work with about eight or nine schools here in Burbank. And with my husband being in the studio business, he works with a lot of companies that are electrical woodworkers in different lighting stuff. So they need t-shirts. They're always handing out t-shirts at shows. And then he brought me business. So he's my sales guy out there bringing me business. So it just all kind of it just came together. It really yeah. just came together. And we've been so blessed because I'm still at home. It's tough because you have to really prioritize. You really have to organize your life so that home life and work life can be separate. But my boys understand it allows me to still do the things here at home with my family and still do what I do. I mean, everything, all my sales experience from all those years, I really have built some great relationship with companies and schools. And so they keep coming back to me. You know, really, when someone comes to you, they're buying from you. And they really like coming back to people that they know are going to take care of them. So that was really important to me. Like I said, when, when that lady dropped the ball on some merchandise that we had ordered, it wasn't really about that she couldn't get the job done. It was communication. It was not returning the calls, not letting people know in advance. So when I took on this business, I said, okay, 
that is my number one thing. And what did I learn from, you know, my years in corporate sales is you really got to be with the client every step of the way. They'll, they'll accept challenges, things being made or things not being perfect, as long as you're willing to fix it right away. It's all about customer service and uh, being an honest person. And that's really how I've led my business. And it's been good so far. Well, it has been. I mean, I, I know for a fact, like I, I ordered some some, uh, some jackets with print on them for Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. And mm-hmm. she's done amazing work. Um, this is not the first time. The first time was for the Solo You retreats. Yes. And um, she handles this with such ease and grace and so beautifully. And she will like create things like your vision on a t-shirt. And it's so awesome to see that, especially as a Latina and mm-hmm. as a mom, because we're so busy. We're so busy. And you have found something. You found a hole in the market. You niched yourself right. very well and you positioned your, your company. And now you have like schools and companies reaching out to you. So I'm like, congratulations, girl. This is amazing. You do amazing work. And so then, okay, so you have an employee. You're in the garage. Are you actually going to take this beauty that link, link in print? So let's make it's link in print. So are you going to take this elsewhere? Yes. So eventually we do want to get into a shop. I mean, it's necessary now, you know, in order for me to really take my business to the next level, I need to be able to hire more help so I can delegate so we can take on more work. Then we have this crazy situation, pandemic. Uh, We were looking into a shop right before things shut down, which was kind of a blessing that I hadn't decided on a location because then we would have maybe not survived, you know, maintaining a facility at the time. But now that this year, 2020 has really kind of got us back into the role of growing of growth. So I have so you know certain financial goals that I'm trying to reach, and then hopefully in 2022 I can get right back down there and really look for a local shop. It needs to work for me because, like I said, part of the benefit of having it here was being close to my family, being able to still you know, take care of them, be available and grow my business at the same time. So, so that's where we're at right now. We're really trying to, my husband's really pushing me to, to take that leap into a bigger shop because he knows that that will equal growth, being able to be more available, to take on more work and, you know, hire more help. I really, you know, you really can't bring too many employees into a situation at home. I, I, you know, you don't want to mix those two. So That'll be the next step. So 2022, I think we're really going to take that plunge and, and, and uh, take it to the next level. Because one of the things as part of the growth of my business is people will come with me, I'll, I'll come to me with some t-shirts and then they'll be like, well, can you do tumblers? And can you do hats? And can you do stickers? And can you do vinyl banners? And I say, yep. And I figure it out. And some things I have to outsource. And I'm very resourceful, so I find ways. So, you know, it's all about the one-stop shop. I'm trying to create that for my clients. And uh, so I offer a lot of things. And I've, so I have a network of people that I work with, vendors that can get those things done for me so that I can offer more than just the, the T-shirt printed to my customers. So I offer a lot of variety of stuff. 
um, trying to be that one-stop shop. So once I get to an actual facility, then hopefully I can bring some of those things in-house and be able to uh, maximize that growth. Absolutely. And I think this will happen next year. Like, let's just claim it. 2022, you're going to have your shop and you're going to manifest that. You're such a resourceful person. You know, they always say it's not it's not lack of resources, it's lack of resourcefulness, but you're neither. You're resourceful. And that's <laughs> why that's why you are going to actually have your place in 2022 and perhaps many more places. And and it actually you'll yeah, and why not? You'll have the freedom, the freedom that you uh-huh. always want. So your kids are 17, 15, and 12. I mean the 17 year old is probably already going to go to college. So it's going to free up more of your time, girl. <laughs> I know. I know my baby. He's, yeah, he's a senior in high school. We're right now in the process of college applications and all that stuff. So it's a yeah. lot. Yeah. It's a lot, but I'm, I'm proud of what I've been able to do for my family. So I know I had to scale back, but then it opened this opportunity. So yeah, it was meant had, to be. It was totally meant to be. <laughs> yeah, totally meant to me because it, had you not scaled back, this probably would not have happened. Link prints would, wouldn't happen, right? So, mm-hmm. oh my God, I, I'm amazed by how far you've come and and where you're going to be next year. So now that we're at the tail end of our conversation, I always mm-hmm. ask my guests if they could provide me with one or two tips on how an amiga can handle her shit. So I know you've been handling it, girl. So go for it. Tell us. Well, well, one of the biggest things when, especially in being an entrepreneur, owning your own business is there's really no, nothing holding you back. So the biggest thing for me, like I said, is when a customer comes with me with a new opportunity I never say, no, sorry, I don't do that. I think what's really helped me grow is being able to, like you said, pull resources, come together, be able to offer and and see where your business can grow. Where's the opportunity to add more products and services? That's how I've grown my business, being able to offer more products still within, you know, I don't want to be a, a, what do you say? Jack of all trades, master of none. So you, I, I just try to keep in still in the integrity of the same industry, nothing outside of that, but just being able to offer more items to my customers. But I guess the biggest tip is there's going to be days where you're going to work really hard and there's going to be days where there maybe someone's unhappy or you didn't do the best that you could, but every day you get up and you keep fighting and you keep working and you make it a better day and you learn from mistakes or you learn from maybe unhappy situations and you just keep going because it's just one day. And maybe I, maybe I kind of made myself a little long-winded in that, in that answer. But I think that's really the, the general concept is that, you know, there's going to be good days and bad days as a business owner and it's getting up the next day and continuing to fight and, and know that you're doing a great job. And as long as you stay honest and you have work with integrity, I think at the end of the day, you're going to make most of your customers very happy and you can always fix challenges and move ahead. Nothing's ever, uh, uh, the roadblocks are just roadblocks. They're not walls that are going to stop you. You just have to figure out how to get to the next thing. Roadblocks are just roadblocks. They're not walls. And I like that. I love that. 
Thank you for that. You know, what I have found in speaking to many other entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs and some corporates, they say that they share the same tips, if you will, about being honest and having integrity. Because I think that when things fail is because you're out of alignment with your integrity. And I think that is shown to the customer. If you have no integrity, it's going to be known you have no integrity, yeah. right? And right. As, a, as a business owner, you're going to want to be honest and communicative about what's going on, right, with the customer. Because if you don't, then that customer is not going to be a repeat customer anymore, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can have the greatest product, but if there's horrible customer service, you really don't feel like coming back to them because they didn't take care of you. Sometimes you have maybe not the best product, but they take care of you so well. And it's really about that. It's it's about, well, if something goes wrong, how is this going to get handled? Because you can't, it's inevitable. Things are going to happen. You know, for me, it could be a misprint. It could be inventory right now with the pandemic and all these ships out on the ocean. We're low on inventory. You know, there's challenges there. And I just communicate and communicate and let them know that I'm still on it. I'm still, whether it's a small client and that's the other really big thing, small clients and big clients, I treat them the same with the same level of importance because sometimes it, it could be a, a basketball team of like seven football players uh, or seven basketball players and that they just want seven jerseys. And then there's a customer that wants 500 t-shirts for their company picnic. It just treating them this with the same importance and they just, they come back to you because that coach could be a business owner or vice versa. That big business owner could be part of, you know, youth program. Like, so they, everyone, it's a big circle of networks. So you have to treat everybody um, with the same level of importance and, and customers care at right. the end of the day, because everyone's important, right? We all want to yeah. feel that. Right, right, right. Better. So you're, you're an equal opportunist. Like it's everybody, it's everyone. Right. It's like we're all equal and no one is treated differently because, you know, so and so and this one's bringing you more money. Everyone is the same. And I love that. Yeah. Thank thank you. Thank you so much for that. And this is a lovely conversation. And I know that you're going to make it like like totally like 10x in 2022. I already know. And uh, amigas. So where can they find you? So I don't have a huge online presence, but I do have a website. It's uh, linkinprints.com, L-I-N-K-I-N, prints.com. I'm also on Instagram, linkinprints, where you can see a variety of the things that I do from t-shirts, spirit wear, jerseys. So I do a lot of jerseys. I do hats, we for embroidery. You'll see a just a bunch of images of all the things that I offer, but very simply you could email me and request what you need. And that's really the easiest way I communicate via phone and email. Very simple, but very easy to get a hold of me. And if I don't, if I haven't done it before, I'll figure out how to get it done. That's, that's right. Sure. Amen. Mike dropped to that one. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, my love. Thank you for being here at Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Jackie. Good luck to you and your and your endeavors as well. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.